What's the highest earning app in the world? Do you know how many games Netflix has in its portfolio? Beeper Mini is hustling with Apple, but does anyone really want it? All of that and more in this episode of This Week in Apps with me, Ariel from App Figures. We live in a world where green and blue bubbles can spark heated debates. That's a problem Beeper Mini is trying to solve by allowing Android users to send messages that appear as blue bubbles on iPhones. Easy, right? Not exactly. Beeper does this by pretending to be an iPhone. As you can probably imagine, Apple didn't like that. For the last few weeks, Apple has been actively closing every loophole Beeper found, sparking a big debate over the openness of iMessage. But do people really want those blue bubbles? Since its release, Beeper Mini was downloaded 370,000 times from Google Play, according to our app intelligence. Beeper Mini has a strong opening with 66,000 downloads on day one and 274,000 downloads in its first week on Google Play, but the trend has been sloping down and fast. The US led the way in terms of downloads, contributing more than 57%, with India a distant second with about 8% of the downloads. The UK, Canada, and Australia round out the top five. Together, the three were responsible for roughly 40,000 downloads. Daily downloads have dropped to just 8 thousand on Thursday, according to our estimates. This isn't a healthy trend, but Beeper Mini was never really a legitimate solution, so I'm not too surprised. In its first iteration, the service required full access to a user's Apple account, so Beeper could log into it on a Mac and send the messages. Beeper found a better hack for its second go, which Apple shut down very quickly, leading to its current iteration that requires users to own a Mac or use a friend's, which is really weird. Considering these downloads, I don't really know if this is a battle worth fighting. What do you think? Let me know in the comments. Sleep tracking is a sleeper industry that's grown 28% to more than 22 million downloads in 2023. Jokes aside, demand for sleep tracking apps is currently at an all-time high, and that's without even considering the latest competitor to join the race. Let's have a look at this growth. Who's most in demand? Who's earning the most? And who's this new competitor that's outpacing all current competitors combined? I looked at the top three apps for sleep tracking across the App Store and Google Play, which includes Sleep Cycle, Shut-Eye, and Better Sleep. All three have been around for quite a while. Better Sleep and Sleep Cycle were released all the way back in 2009, the year App Figures was born, and Shut-Eye joined in 2019. November was the best month of downloads for the trio, which together saw 2.2 million new downloads from the App Store and Google Play, according to our estimates. Going back to 2020, monthly downloads for the trio average about 800,000. There's been a lot of growth since this year. Another name joined the race, Pokemon. What's a game have to do with sleep? I don't exactly know, but so far Pokemon Sleep has integrated really well. Shut-Eye was the most downloaded of the three in 2023, adding 9.8 million new downloads, up 51% from 2022. Better Sleep ranked second with 8 million estimated downloads and up an impressive 127% from last year. Newcomer Pokemon Sleep came in third with 6.7 million new estimated downloads, which is an impressive haul considering it was released over the summer so it didn't have as much time to collect downloads. Sleep Cycle, the OG Sleep app came in fourth with 4.8 million new estimated downloads, and unlike the rest, Sleep Cycle's downloads dropped when compared to 2022. 16%. Downloads are good, but revenue is better. And when it comes to revenue, Pokemon Sleep practically stole the show. Pokemon Sleep beat all three incumbents, even though it was released mid-year. Snorlax, Pokemon Sleep mascot, collected $26 million of net revenue from users since rolling out in May. What's even more interesting is that the velocity hasn't dropped significantly since release, so it's not just a big launch. I came in second with $17 million of net revenue, with the OG Sleep Cycle right behind it with $16 million of net revenue, according to our estimates. Better Sleep wasn't too far behind with $13 million. All three grew when compared to 2022, but Better Sleep grew the most, 53% year over year, and Sleep Cycle the least. 
least just 2%. So what's going on? I put all these apps side by side, but technically they're a bit different. See, Sleep Cycle is more of a smart alarm clock, while ShotEye offers more features and better sleep helps you fall asleep, which is why demand for them is growing at different rates. If you're developing in the space, make sure to stay on top of what users actually need. That's the difference between double-digit growth and downloads dropping. Moving on, Netflix has been quietly assembling a massive portfolio of games, and this week, one of its newest titles made it to the top of the App Store, prompting me to take a closer look at the title in the portfolio. If you haven't seen it, the game I'm referring to here is GTA San Andreas, one of three GTA titles Netflix brought to mobile this month. Earlier this month, Netflix launched a mobile port of GTA, the trilogy, the definitive edition, which consists of three GTA games originally released for the PlayStation 2 and recently released by Rockstar for PC and console. According to the internet, people love Netflix's port, and the downloads definitely agree. The trio includes GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. In the first week on the App Store and Google Play, the trio saw 11 million new downloads, according to our estimates. San Andreas led the way with 6.3 million downloads and also climbed to the top of the App Store for six days and on the top games list for 10 days, only to be dethroned by Monopoly Go a few hours ago. Vice City and GTA 3 weren't as popular, but still managed to get millions of downloads, 2.8 million and 1.8 million, respectively, according to our app intelligence. And if you're looking for app intelligence, there's a link in the description. Did you know Netflix has 89 games in its portfolio? Crazy, right? GTA gave the entire portfolio a serious boost, but the portfolio as a whole has been growing in popularity in recent months, starting to sprout before GTA rolled out. The downloads started picking up in October when the portfolio's combined monthly downloads nearly doubled from around 2.5 million to more than 4 million downloads. November's total rose to 7 million and December's tripled to 21 million. Looking at all of 2023, Storyteller was the most downloaded game in the portfolio. Storyteller, like most games at the top of this list, is a fairly recent release. Netflix has really stepped up its rollout in recent months, which is what led to Netflix partnering with Rockstar to release GTA. And while all three GTA titles are in the top 10, even though they've only been around for a couple of weeks, the list also contains Bloons, SpongeBob, THTH and THTH2, Football Manager, and Farming Simulator. Let me know in the comments if you'd like the full list ranking all 89 titles. Next, November is long gone, which means it's time to rank the highest earning apps in the world for the month. And while the list isn't substantially different than October, the numbers sure are. TikTok was the highest earning mobile app in the world in November. TikTok has been the highest earner worldwide ever since we started ranking apps globally back in August and has been the leader in the US since October of 2022. Impressive, but we're not done with TikTok just yet. See, in November, TikTok earned $196 million of net revenue from the App Store and Google Play, according to our app intelligence. Now, net means what ByteDance, TikTok's maker, gets to keep after Apple and Google take their share. That's 11% higher than October and TikTok's all-time monthly high. YouTube came in second in November, according to our estimates, with $107 million of net revenue, nearly half of TikTok. And that's actually a bit lower than what YouTube made in October. Disney Plus, Tinder, and Max, what used to be HBO Max, round out the top five. The trio is pretty much glued to the top five, having been in almost the same spots in October. Tinder's net revenue remained the same. Max dropped a bit but Disney Plus grew by $12 million. Our estimates show that together the top 10 highest earning apps in the world brought in $724 million of net revenue from the App Store and Google Play in November, up a modest 6% from October and racing closer to a billion. And last for this week, Monopoly Go is back as the highest earning mobile game in the world in November, reclaiming the lead from China's King of Glory. I ranked all mobile games by the revenue in November. Here are the results by platform and also combined. Monopoly Go was the highest earning mobile 
game in the world in November, earning $114 million of net revenue, according to our estimates. The majority of this revenue came from the App Store, where Monopoly Go came in second. King of Glory was the second highest earning game in the world. Keep in mind, Google Play isn't available in China, so this revenue that we're seeing here is only from the App Store and only from China, making it super impressive. Royal Match, Candy Crush, and Peace Elite, another China-only game, round out the top five list. If you're comparing this list to October's, you'll notice the names are the same, but the amounts are different, leading the top and bottom pairs to flip. Not all games saw an increase in revenue, but together, the top 10 highest-earning games in the world raked in $692 million of net revenue from the App Store and Google Play in November, according to our estimates. And that's net, again, which means what the publishers take home after giving Apple and Google their share. A bit higher than October's total. And that's all I have for you this week. Happy holidays. I'll see you next week.